Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup for research published between the 21st and 27th of November 2023. I'm Katrina Thapez, the research correspondent for the ME Association. There have been seven new ME-CFS studies and 24 new long COVID studies this week. We have highlighted one of the ME-CFS studies in more detail. Paper 2 this week is a preprint, meaning the science has not been peer-reviewed and verified, which looks into the antibody response to Epstein-Barr virus EBV to establish whether this can be used as a diagnostic biomarker. This work used a large public database available on IgG antibodies to 3,054 EBV peptides. The previous study was conducted by Lobel et al. 2017. IgG or interglobin G is a type of antibody which is created and released by plasma B cells. These antibodies protect you against infection by remembering which germs you've been exposed to before. If the germs come back, your immune system knows to attack them. The study classed MECFS patients into two groups, with 92 in total, with either an acute infection disease trigger, 54 patients, or an unknown disease trigger, which includes non-infection related triggers, with 38 patients and 50 healthy controls. This study used machine learning to predict disease status, i.e. MECFS or healthy controls. In brief, the findings from this study included, when comparing all data, no one antibody could identify between MECFS and healthy controls. However, 26 antibodies grouped together could distinguish between MECFS patients with an infectious disease trigger and healthy controls, and this could be done with extremely high accuracy, 98 to 100%. Performing further analysis into the 26 identified antibodies, bioinformatic analysis, which explored if these antibodies could explain the pathology behind the mechanisms of molecular mimicry, which is the structural symmetry between foreign, such as microbes, and self-molecules of the host, i.e. us. However, they found no correlation between the importance of each antibody and the similarity of the structure of the antibody between the human protein and each EBV peptide recognised. The study did not support the hypothesis that antibodies recognising important EBV peptides as disease predictors had a high potential for cross-reactivity with human proteins. It is suggested that the role of EBV in MECFS related to autoimmunity should be reconsidered under alternative theories such as the self-non-self discrimination problem. The authors conclude that their study demonstrates the difficulty of finding anti-EBV antibodies that could be used as general markers of MECFS. In the best case scenario for those with an infectious disease trigger, a set of 26 EBV antibodies can be used to identify between MECFS and healthy controls. The main limitation of this research is its reliance on previous data, with no description being given on patient characteristics such as diagnostic criteria. However, the research was conducted by a well-known research group led by Carbon Schergenbogen, so we can be really sure that the study was very thought out. In conclusion, this study has provided a list of the possible EBV peptides whose associated IgG antibody response could be used to diagnose MECFS where an infection is reported as a trigger. 
This research also makes some interesting points for future research showing the difficulty of finding a biomarker. The fact that a biomarker is likely to involve a range of different compounds, such as more than one antibody, and the heterogeneous nature of MECFS means that one size does not fit all, with it likely that a generic disease biomarker will be incredibly difficult, if not impossible, to find. Further reading on this topic can be found in our conference report from the Shantanti Fatigue Centre MECFS Research Conference 2023, where work covered from this group was presented. Additionally, we have also covered human herpes viruses, which include EBV and their role in MECFS and long COVID in a previous research review. There are also a number of other biomedical studies published this week you may find interesting. Paper 5, which looks at catenitic antibodies, which cause the breakdown of the mining basic protein MBV, which is the second most abundant protein in the nervous system. Paper 6, which looks at brain regional characteristics and neuroinformation. Paper 7, which looks at the dysregulation of the keratin pathway and how disruption of this pathway may contribute to symptomality. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I shall be back next week with the next instalment.